Welcome to the Lead Team Podcast. Every week, the Lead Team at Tate Springs will review our Sunday services, everything from the message to worship and whatever else comes to our minds. Let's dive in. Welcome to another uh, another week of Lead Team Podcast, and this is welcome, a, welcome, welcome. A little different than usual because we've been in uh, when in your, when in Rome, but uh, yesterday, this past Sunday, we had a. Uh, guest speaker, Mike Keybone, my friend from Oklahoma, a true life Native American. Dude, Mike was awesome. He was yeah. awesome. He was so much fun. I, I've never seen, really I, I'm a little jealous, I've never seen our people as tuned in <laughs> as they were. So <laughs> they I'm were. sitting there, you know, in the congregation looking around and everyone. They were, yeah. Yes. I mean, their faces were pleasant. Everyone's leaned in listening. And I, it's like, I was like, wow, Mike, you know, he is just really, really he, good at this. He just wove this story. <laughs> right and everybody the, was just like yeah, on the edge the of their seat. People were crying. Yeah, people were crying. They're laughing. Like, you thank him at the end. Uh-huh. I've never seen our congregation for a guest speaker <laughs> stand up. I was like... <laughs> This has never happened before. I, our people love. I mean, they have an endearing love uh, for uh, church leaders. Yeah. It's really sweet, and uh, and everyone that comes and and maybe this is what we do today. We just kind of talk about these kinds of things, but just brag on uh, Tate Springs, but uh, the people. But man, everyone who comes and and preaches here, they when when they leave, they say, man, your church is special. Like Dr. Kramer said that, you yeah. know, from Criswell, he, well, he same. said, this is, he said, Jared, I, I don't know if you know this, but it's not like this in other churches. Yeah. And the same thing that happens when we have people come for family summit, every one of them, you know, like Jonathan and Emily last year, Dr. Yeah. Ross, the year before that, you know, they, they come to me afterwards and they're like, man, like what's going on here. And yeah. I think that's it. Like, I think there's a nature to Tate Springs, but I also think God is just actively working in our church. Yeah. And people detect that. And and I, I want to be careful because what I'm not saying is, oh, other churches, you know, they're awful. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, right, right. all I'm trying to say as a pastor here is just to say uh, that I really love this church and I love what God is doing here. So that's, so we're affirming what God is doing yes. here, not unaffirming. No, no, it's, it's not that God isn't working other places too. Yeah. But God is working here, and it's evident, and that's right. what's cool. That's yeah. always fun uh, to get to talk to people about that. Well, and also what Mike did, what was so great, is he told the story, and he told his story. And whenever yeah, yeah. you simply allow yourself to be seen, and this is something I know all of us have told to those we mentor, or we've been told as we've been developing as leaders, is that when you share parts of yourself you always connect with people yeah yeah and so being able to relate his story to the word of god and then invite people to be a part of that same story mm. it was masterfully done you know that yeah. that's a good point jason so there was um and i won't i won't say who it is but there was a conversation i had once with someone about a uh about someone who um who is fairly well-known uh preacher and he said you know um, we were, you know, as as preachers, you you tend to listen in a different way to different preachers. And he said, you know, if you listen, this particular individual said he he's he never talks about uh, shares anything about himself, mm-hmm. um, whether humorously or however. And uh, he was just making an observation, yeah. and I'd never really thought of it that way. Uh, and, and so there's this this fine line when you're preaching. You don't want to get up there and just tell all about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not about you. It's about the Lord and, and the passage there. But at the same time, you think about the nature of the word 
And uh, so last week I was in my D group. It's it's actually just me discipling uh, a newer believer right now, and we were talking about the nature of the of the Bible, and and so I was talking about all of these different theories of inspiration. And I said, you know, most conservative Christians believe in what's known as the plenary verbal, uh, which is that God whispered and spoke His word into human authors, and He allowed them to use their their personality. So you can read yeah. Luke. And you can see he's different from Paul, yeah, right. and Paul is different from Peter, and the same is true about the human preacher, and uh, and so I think that we are human beings who God is is doing stuff with us, and so when we can preach God's truth, and then we can say, let me give an example of how God has has shown this or done this in my life. What it does is it's uh, it, in a way. Uh, it's it's not dissimilar to what God Himself has done with us in Christ, yeah. which is Jesus came down, and so we don't we can't look at God and say you don't understand me, right? Uh, but God Himself does understand us because He bled like us and He uh, and He lived in this world and walked on on this soil, and so and I think that's what was so powerful about Mike's about Mike's story um, is that it resonated in different wavelengths with so many people. Yeah, absolutely. So it was a uh, it was real special, and it goes along with our. With our uh, motto, yeah. discover your yeah. part in God's story. Yeah, exactly. well, I think like if you read the Bible all the way through, you see God's telling a story. The Bible yeah. isn't a science book. It's not a technical manual. The Bible is a book that's told from a human perspective. So when he says, you know, uh, when he talks about the, the sun setting and the sun rising, uh, he's not inferring that the earth is the center of the universe and the sun is in motion. Right, it's some people the, would disagree. Right, Curtis, I understand they would the four disagree. Four corners of the of the but, earth, but but they're wrong, and so that and I'm okay with Wait, that. You, what but you're saying is you're a round earther. I'm a round earther. He's a round earther. This Today's week on the lead team I know, podcast. Now, now I'm shunned. I'm a round earther. And Shun so, the shunner. <laughs> so the unbeliever. Shun. Shun. Charlie. Shun. <laughs> I was it's trying to I was trying to talk about little, something, little but, internet but now I'm having to defend my myself as a round. Let me say this real quick: If you're listening, you're thinking, "What is Jason and Jared doing right now?" <laughs> There's an old YouTube video. It's really old and really silly. Makes no sense at all about what Charlie the Unicorn. Okay, it makes total sense if you. Watch no, it. it doesn't make any sense. Starfish loves you. And Sorry, uh, that was a different episode. Anyways, so. but yeah, so keep going. Oh, you were you were, you were touting your round Earth conspiracy. Pick so up. yeah, my round Earth conspiracy that says. You know, that the sun do doesn't rise and set. The earth is actually the thing in motion. But the Bible is written from a human perspective. God does that on purpose because it's his story. It is, it's written, you know, how we see the world. And I think that that's so relevant in everything, even the way he chose to give us the Gospels, which are 100% true, yet three different people wrote them and, and gave us different perspectives and understanding, um, you know, of that. And then, and then you have John, the fourth gospel, that's, you know, this totally different thing, you know, that's not synoptic. And so you, you look at it, though, and God gives us a perspective that we can understand. That's, that's the thing he does. And so it is literally the power of the testimony. Yeah. God gives us a story that we can relate to others that's biblically sound, mm -hmm. that, that's supported by Scripture, yet is unique to each one of us, which means... There's so much value in what God has done in each Christian's life that it's our job, our duty to do what Mike did, and that is to share our testimony with others to realize what he realizes, and that is 
there are unique aspects of his story that God wants to use to communicate truth to other people. Yeah. And, and we can't lose that. And I think, you know, that I, I think that's that's probably the thing we would want anyone tuning in to really just think about is the power of of your story, of this of of God's story in your life to say it better and not to discount that. Mm-hmm. Um, and how when you're when you are telling the story that God has written in your life, you are participating in a godlike action in this way. Um, when you look in the Garden of Eden, uh, you have you have God coming down into the garden yeah. uh, with man. And in Genesis three, when it says God was walking in the cool of the day, uh, the the way that's written, it it's written in a way as if that was a habitual thing God would do. But more specifically, in that moment, uh, the Tower of Babel. Uh, when God from heaven looks down and sees man trying to build build a skyscraper, he comes down. And then when uh, when he looks upon all of creation and he sees the sin that we're we're in uh, in Jesus, he he comes down. And and I think a testimony is a way of taking this powerful supernatural revelation of God uh, in our lives. And Paul even says this. He says we our lives are a letter. And I love that verse. Mm. And he says, our lives are a letter, and, uh, and and you see the power of Paul's testimony before Agrippa, and 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 so on and so forth in, in the book of Acts, and and so w- when we think about what God is doing, what God has done in history, and what He does in our lives, uh, our stories are a way of kind of putting that on on the bottom shelf, so to speak, so people can can listen and see that God above is uh is here with us. You know, I think that's one of the things I love most especially at Christmas, you know, um, God with us. That's one of the aspects of God that specifically has captured me the most in relation to the fact that how we know him, how uh, we grow in fellowship with him is because he makes himself known to us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a wonderful thing when you compare it to all other worldviews, all other religions, is that we have a God who is God above it all. You know, yeah. the one true, but incomprehensible. Yet at the same time, yeah, incomprehensible. But yet at the same time, he's also knowable. Mm-hmm. And it stands apart and it makes Christianity, makes Christ, God, Father, the Holy Spirit, everything just that much more complex because mm-hmm. there's an aspect of relation to it and relationships are complex, but then also that much more comforting. Um, we talked about this a little bit at Cinematic yeah. Theology the other night mm-hmm. when we watched the Truman Show. Yeah. And we were talking about how in that movie uh, you have Kristoff, played by Ed Harris, who is in the moon, uh, the fake moon, and that's his office that looks down, and he's the God figure. We even talked about how his name has Christ in it. Oh, yeah. and But he's a Christ who does not come down ever. Mm-hmm. He never leaves that. And I think that was a, a, a powerful thing. It was a, the producer we were talking to the young adults about about that, how this God figure, Christ, does not come down uh, to Truman, the true man. Yeah. And, Even uh, when he has this like intimate conversation with him, where he's like, mm-hmm. I want to talk to him. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, so you go down to that door he's standing at, yeah, right? He's, no, no, no. He's, he no. talks through the moon. And, and that is the difference with what Jason is saying between deism and theism. And so yeah. deism mm-hmm. is God is. God created uh, everything, but he doesn't care about it. And right. that's not what Christianity teaches at all. Christ- Christianity teaches about God who is, yes, transcendent, but also imminent. imminent. Yeah. And uh, and so he is knowable. And the very nature of God being triune is what 
makes him. So God is in unity with himself, and out of that unity he creates, and he reveals himself, and we can know him intimately and personally, even though he is so holy. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a really beautiful thing, and I think I think just Mike's story yesterday is uh, in, in it, the story set aside, which was remarkable, mm-hmm. but the idea of telling a story like that to show how how um, all stories really imitate the one story, yeah. and they all reside in the one story that we call the gospel, and that's what the scriptures tell us. And so Mike's story finds that that hope and that meaning and that purpose uh, in that. So we would you know, encourage you to write down your story. This was something we did in yes. college in our evangelism class. Write it down, learn how to articulate it. Mike did a great job. It was funny. It was uh it was sad. It was um powerful, all these different dynamics. It was um it was really good. So anything else else about the message that jumped out at you guys? No. I mean I just think like what Jason said, somebody should write a Christmas song about God with us. Yeah. That'd be super cool. That would be good. I wasn't trying to plug anything. <laughs> You know, for me, um, he talked about a story with his mom, and it had me thinking a little bit about my relationship of my story. In some respects, I'm not sure that I'm going to land the same way he did, that he did with his mother. Mm. Um, But it did, you know, get me thinking about relationships and brokenness and families and everything in general. And if anything, um, there's no real good finish. I'm having troubles finishing my thoughts today, apparently. But um, it, it did just have me thinking about those in our lives that we can make peace with, that we are able to share hope with. Um, and I thought that was impactful um, for everyone in the room who might have resolved their faith with God or mm-hmm. who has that completion, that understanding, um, that knowing you still have a responsibility to consider those in your life who may not have that moment. That's kind of yeah. what he got me thinking about. Who can I share my story with? And, and, and that's true. And I'll, because we live in a broken world where things, you know, it's everything's not like facing the giants where you win right. 17 trophies and, right. you know, and, uh, and everything is hunky-dory. The reality is that sometimes stories don't end the way we would want. Another, another element, though, of storytelling is that you are always living in a story. Yeah where it's not necessarily resolved. And so there was a time, and Mike said this, there was a time where he thought, you know, I I don't think there there will ever be resolution to this. And I think a lot of times we look at what's in front of us and we think, well, this is the end of the story. And I've thought a lot about this 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 year myself. And uh, because we do see things from a human perspective and God being the storyteller that he is, he sees the whole story. And so I would encourage uh, I would encourage anyone who is uh, you know listening and thinking through whatever dynamic Mike's story brought to your the surface of your own heart uh, to think about that God is a is a God of redemption and that even though right now you might not have had that moment that Mike did where he was at the park and his mom who had been on drugs and alcohol uh, that he got to hug her and take her to church and see her give her life to Jesus. There was a long time where that was just not plausible for him, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's probably where a lot of us land. Um, but I think that uh, I think that what was so inspiring yesterday was just realizing that God. Sometimes we forget. Sometimes we forget that yeah. that God is a a God who can uh, can do pretty miraculous things in, in people's lives, and yeah. and so uh, the story is always being written. So. Um, Music was was fun yesterday. It was fun. Um, it was good to see you back. I know you'd been gone the last 
couple weeks. Yeah, I loved that Mike called out Doug and Matt. Like <laughs> yeah. he's oh, he's asking for their names. Okay, while I, I was, loved that. Yeah. Like one, yeah. you know, the brass specifically rarely ever get yeah. you know seen like or noted, and then just the band in general, like typically guest speakers also do not recognize the worship ministry, and so yeah. it was just like. That felt really nice. Yeah. Um, not that we do I it for seen. glory or fame, but yeah, I mean, and I, I was so <laughs> proud of them because they, I mean, the whole the whole band, media, everything, they gave it their all yesterday, and it was just great. Yeah. I think for them yeah. to be recognized. That was good. So that yeah. was encouraging. Well, uh, thank you for all everyone for tuning in. We just, I think, what we would uh, share with you is just, you know, think about the story that God is writing in your life and how you can uh, articulate that and share that with those around you and also know that the story, there's a bunch of stories being written and uh, most of them have not, have not been fully written yet. And, uh, and so just keep praying, keep uh, hoping and keep waiting on the Lord. And uh, he is a God who is good, a God who can write incredible endings to really complex and difficult stories as we heard yesterday. And we'll look forward to uh, being with you guys again next week. Thanks for listening. At Tate Springs, we want to help you discover your part in God's story. Connect with us at tatesprings.com. We'll see you next time.